Hello, and welcome back to ATN Betches. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. And if you don't know this already, this is our weekly succession recap. Uh, if it is to be said, so it be, so it is. Are you all right? That we are bringing to you every day or every episode of season four. <laughs> I wish it was every day. I'm thinking about this day in and day out, as you know. It's every day of their world. Yes, it is. This season, each episode is a day. Although what we saw of yesterday is pretty short. You know, we only saw kind of, it felt like up it until was still, like 2 p.m. Right. It was like half a day. Yeah. <laughs> they got out early. For You're sure. telling me nothing happened that night? Yeah. Right. Well, maybe we'll find out. We're going to find out and I think we'll get through it. Logan is um, still not in the ground, Aileen. I know. It's so weird. Well, you could feel his presence in this episode, like wild. He was there, like in every subtext. Um, I agree. I wrote that in the recap. I felt it, you know, like, didn't you just like feel him? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just felt Logan, like, especially in all the scenes with like the Kendall stuff. I the paper. just felt, yeah, the paper, like, the, he was just there. And it just, I, I think a lot had to do with like the cinematography and like the old shots that, you know, felt familiar because in previous episodes, he would be on the other end of them. It was, I thought it was done really well. Did you read the recap draft? Because I literally was just writing this exact no, thing. I no, time. no, I, I do that after <laughs> this episode. After uh, <laughs> that is a reminder. If you are listening to this and you're enjoying it and you can't get enough like myself, go and ourselves, ourselves, go to Betches.com and read our recaps every week. We're deciding who deserves to fuck off in Logan Roy's memory. Yeah, it's different than this show. It's it's the podcast version of the recap. It's more of like a a fun math mathematical equation <laughs> of things that happen, and then like they get points. Each character gets points for what they do or say, and in the end, it comes out to a total. There's you know a formula yeah. written on our dorm room window yeah. um, of who gets to fuck off. It's all very exciting stuff. But let's get to this episode. Let's get to. Our show, let's get to the shareholders earnings report. Samantha, we are going to rate this episode, how many five stars it gets from zero to five. And I think I'll go first. I'm going to give this episode, while it was a short day, <laughs> it was just, it was just, it, it felt like a basket of joy yeah, <laughs> with a the writing. A cornucopia. It just felt like. I was just, oh, what's here? Oh, what's here? I'm surprised. I'm turning on every end. And I give it a four. You give it a four. See, a it's, so, four. it's so funny. I think I'm a lenient grader because um, the, the yeah, I'm a lenient grader of like everything. I just like, I'm anchored by a hundred, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like w basically what you just described, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to give it a five because no, that no. is a lot delightful description. And it did have a lot of really incredible artistry in it with, it was, like you uh, said, the shots of... So what are you going to give it? Four and a half? Well, I I kind of like... My heart wants to give it like a five, except I only feel that I can't because nothing major, quote, happened. Yeah. And I don't want to be giving every episode fives and be the lenient greater that I am. This, so is, re this is reflective of our upbringing, I think. <laughs> I think you're right. Like my right. parents, like literally, like, you know, the whole, you know, if it's an A, why is it an A plus? Like there's nothing that's perfect. So I have, I'm a strict type of 
vibe, but I don't think you should be influenced by that. Right. But then I'm influenced by my own feelings of I don't want to be such an easy grader. Like I'm grading these on a curve. Like I'm, you know, not every episode can get five stars. What did we give last week? Five. Five. Five, But like, yeah, but I think that's partially biased because he died. I think that's deserving. Not just, but why? Just because he died? Is because it a better the, episode? No. Do you need to re-listen to the reasons no, we gave no, it five no, ways? No, but, but this one was also <laughs> – I don't think this one was less good. I think there every line in this I agree. had layers and layers of meaning, and it didn't lack, like, plot. It didn't lack um, – it didn't lack in terms of, like You're I right. said, like the cinematography. So, like, why am I not giving it a five just because I gave last week a five and because I don't want to give too many fives? You know what? You this, convinced me. I have me. an abundance mindset, and I don't believe – you know what? Screw by everything I just said. I do not believe that I can't give every episode a five if they all deserve a five. I'm giving this one a five because my heart feels that it was so fucking funny. Even the non-jokes were hilarious. And there was – honestly, everyone shined. Everyone was in it. There was a lot of plot advancement. And I want to – since you did mention the the cinematography, I really have found it so interesting because the first three episodes have opened on Logan. This one opened on Kendall. Interesting mm-hmm. given the paper of it all. He's the number one boy um, after all. <laughs> right. Then it also closed on Kendall smiling, looking way more put together so than good. he looked in the beginning. So good. That right. smile. I yeah. fucking loved it. I want to hang it on my wall. It was so good. He looked really cute too. I bet you they're fan artists. You know, I bet you an AI machine I'll just make you. take a picture of my TV <laughs> oh, and I'll print it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay, wait, hold on. Before you get into it, I'm going to change my rating to a four and a half. I think you, I agree with you. And at the end of that episode, I was like, I looked to Rusty. I was like, that was so good. He doesn't want to discuss it with me like the way that I want to discuss it, which is really upsetting. But at the same time, at least I have you. So, <laughs> yeah. And you Better all are just not that deep. <laughs> Fuck a mess. <laughs> no, yeah. So four and a half, but please continue. Yeah. So, the, the sh- it opens on on Kendall, but then right after the opening sequence, they show Kendall walking in, and th- but it was the same way that in the first two episodes, Logan had been walking out of the out of mm. the apartment, and it was just the exact kind of same thing. And then when when you hear when you hear Hugo like screaming in the background, that's when I felt first that Logan was oh he's still here, you know he's, he's still, still here screaming. His soul is has not yet left his residence. Yeah. And that's why everyone's acting so awful to each other. Everyone's confidence has just, they're all like, it's almost as if they've been like suppressed, which they have, like when Logan's around and they've all just kind of stepped into their personalities, especially like the old guard characters, like especially Carl, like I texted you about Carl. Carl is so fucking funny. I've... I was I, like you said all this we texted about this that this episode was so funny like every line was yeah. just even like you said like the non-jokey jokes were hilarious yeah like Shiv on the phone with Matson I don't want to skip around but when she's on the phone with Matson I was cracking up and she didn't even say anything as a joke but it was. I cackled every time she spoke. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, because it was also the acting around it and everybody's reactions. It's so it's amazing. That's what makes a five way star show. This this is you know I the reason why I'm I'm backing up your five stars slash my four and a half way stars. It's because again it's another episode with like an ensemble cast. Truly everybody except Logan, but we all know we all felt Logan's presence. So it was another one of those like really good. You're just 
it's for the audience. The audience loves it. We see them all together and they're because it's not just like plot driven where just a character is going to do something and you just see them in the element, but it's not around like any of the other main characters. It's all everybody's reacting to each other and they're and especially when the siblings are together and they're in this like kind of pseudo we love each other, but we'll still like be funny and we're not like really mean to each other except for a flip in this episode for a short period of time. I thought it was it, it was very enjoyable. But I think we should talk about like what happened. So you said it opens up. Kendall looks sad. Kendall looks mm-hmm. sad, but he's coping because he's not drinking. He's just kind of sitting in his beautiful apartment and he's not out on the ledge, but he's he's inside, you know, and he had a blanket. Mm-hmm, he had a blanket, Again, but he wasn't he on the ledge. That. Yeah, but but the ledge is like looking out, like to look over, like of his has been his um whole, you know, he is yeah. on the edge of falling over kind of thing, and his and there, now his dad's not here to protect him, so maybe his death is is what's protecting him because he was he was fully on the inside of those glass walls, and then Shiv throwing us this major announcement within five the first five minutes of the episode that she is pregnant. Yeah, and they were just so casual about it. It was amazing. Yeah. The way that they were casual about it. There was definitely some earlier misdirection in the season when, for example, she – when they went to the karaoke bar and she's like, red wine, do I – or not before – it was before the karaoke bar. And she's like, red wine, do I dare? So, right. yeah. Right. She's she's trying to throw them off as pregnant people do, especially early on. It clearly – based on the conversation of the doctor, the fact that they had to do an amnio – is like a very invasive procedure that you don't always do unless she said that like the doctor says like based on the blood test we got like everything's actually really good. So meaning they got they did the 12 week blood test, 10 to 12 week blood test. The results were probably more than low, like medium to high risk. Mm-hmm. And so if that happens, you you decide to do more, you can decide to do more testing. And like it's a pretty invasive thing and yeah, and it has a risk. Yeah, it has a risk. So it's not necessarily it's you don't do it if you don't it's not necessary meaning that she probably was very like eh, probably is not going to happen she's probably in denial and now you could feel it she was like oh fuck like when she hung up with dr sharon yeah she's like oh shit this is real there, it's not like exact i'm assuming she's about probably like 15 to 20 weeks pregnant okay so so she and i are the same <laughs> which everybody if you want to listen to the back for seconds episode that released today actually the sammy and i talk about that oh wow um, you just did a double casual announcement hells yeah you were just as casual as the succession writers were about Sh- shiv's pregnancy shiv and i are on the same <laughs> we have the same we have the same due date basically i, I wish we could get sarah snook because she's also pregnant i don't know if she's the same i think she's more pregnant in re- like yeah, she was great. Also, her acting available? in this, her so acting good. in this episode was really, really, really good. Like just the faces she makes when she's mad, they are sniping. Like they, she snipes with her blue eyes. Like it's so good. I told you I have an actress crush on her, and I need to I watch her entire cinematography. I know you do. Jesse Armstrong said on the Succession Companion podcast that she was like Meryl Streep. Like she'll just do more and more takes, and I'm just. Okay, Sarah Snook, we gotta, you know. Gotta do it. We gotta watch her whole canon. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
I've been to therapy for many years, and whenever I have a problem that I just can't seem to wrap my head about, if I have intrusive thoughts or I have something I just like I'm avoiding, I always go to therapy because I know my therapist can help me work through the issue, come out on the other side, and just leave the session feeling like everything's going to be okay. Nothing has transformed my life quite as much as my therapy experience. I can't recommend therapy enough, and BetterHelp is a great way into it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. This episode of At Betches is brought to you by FrameBridge. Around our office, we have so many colorful framed art prints and photos. It creates such a fun atmosphere and gives our space that unique Betches character. I've been a longtime user of FrameBridge because anytime I want to frame something, custom framing can be so difficult and expensive, and they don't always have the sizes you want online if you want to try to frame something yourself. So then your options are to bring something to an expensive framing store or leave it in your closet collecting dust. But FrameBridge makes it so easy and affordable to get your special artwork and memories in frames so you can spice up your space with ease. Basically, everything in my house has been framed by FrameBridge. We got our wedding photos done immediately by FrameBridge. We've hung a gallery wall. FrameBridge is truly my go-to. They make it so easy to select a frame to see how they would look online. And they send you packaging so that you can send in the thing you want framed so that it won't get ruined. We all know that getting custom frames can be difficult, but FrameBridge is easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. You can easily order online at FrameBridge.com or visit a retail store if you need some guidance. You can either upload a digital photo for them to print or mail in an item using their free secure prepaid packaging that I mentioned. Then Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or visit a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Let's get into it because we haven't even talked about the plot yet um right so the plot of this episode this whole episode takes place in one apartment which is um marcia's now marcia's apartment marcia's back seems to be connor's apartment but it's marcia's apartment it's not like a wait it's just sort of a, a day after gathering of these very close people in logan's life plus the guy who leads the republican party and um, they're in the apartment and it's the day of the the board call where they decide who's going to be taking over as CEO in the interim while they try to get the sale through. And that's essentially the whole episode. And then at the end of the episode, they choose the CEO. And that's what we go through. Plus, there is like a, a lot of twists and turns that happen. So this episode is mainly just like siblings versus the old guard. Siblings, we know who they are. Old guard being like the rest of the board, with with the exception of Sandy and Stewie, Frank, Carl, Jerry, and Tom is in between them. But on the bottom. But on the bottom. Then there's like the sur- the the surrounding characters. Marsha is back. That's like basically the first scene. That's the first person Kendall talks to. Did you what, notice? What did you think about that? Did you notice that she first goes to him? We spoke every every morning and afternoon. And then literally a second later, she goes, We smoke in- we spoke intimately every not every evening. And She's I lying. don't know. She I, she's definitely lying about how much they spoke, but I think that something is very fascinating about the way that she 
came back and then made herself the center of this entire event. You know, like it's not – I guess technically it's her apartment, but he definitely was not caring about her at the end as much as he was caring about Carrie. And he had definitely. just – He had also like renegotiated her whole like definitely. financial situation after the Raya thing and she had fucked off to Italy. So – it was sketchy. In the um like the post episode like episode, <laughs> yeah. they say that a lot of the times in these public figures, like these really big public figures, the like the sort of outskirts people who are not related to the family tried to squeeze the family out. And they were used like Marsha is sort of not the family, but she is. But she's squeezing, they're trying to squeeze them out. She's obviously squeezing Carrie out. Mm-hmm. She's basically using Colin now as her own personal security. I did not believe anything Marsha was saying. She's just like, okay, this is now I'm the woman of the house. There's no nothing legal between Carrie and and Logan. So I'm the wife. I get this massive apartment and I get a lot of money. Right. It, are they not divorced? No. They never divorced? No. Okay. They never said that. That's why, okay, remember when Carrie was mumbling when she came in? Yeah. She was like, she was like mumbling to um, he Roman. he was going to write it on a piece she, of paper, yeah, which was, was also go- ironic given. He, yeah, whole- he, he was saying, yeah, he was saying, that I thought was interesting because I was like, maybe he, that was a more recent piece of paper then. Like, no, because was she on that. the paper? We don't know. Right. We there- don't know. They don't talk about anything more than Kendall really besides like a Catholic funeral. Right. So she says like that we ha- we were pl- making plans to get married. And that means like there's she no – She might be pregnant. She could be. She could be. She needed to get something from upstairs. What, what did she want to get upstairs that she needed so badly? I mean I was looking for or – or she maybe wanted to look to see if he had left a piece of paper is maybe right. what she wanted. Right. Possible. Also, I thought when – things fell out of her bag, that there was going to maybe be something pregnancy-related. There Same. were pills, but, like, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Everyone no, has yeah. pills yeah. and makeup. <laughs> you know, it really – but it was embarrassing. Oh, I that really was, That was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, even though I don't like Carrie. Maybe I will end up liking her. Who knows? Um, Roman was so empathetic in this – Yeah. Is Roman the – best character like i he definitely has a heart he's he's the we've said this like he's the only one he's the baby he has a heart for people and he like feels even though he's kind of empty inside (laughs) he like is the most feelies feely person of this whole show like versus tom who just goes yeah i'm stricken with grief (laughs) and then and then jerry's like maybe you should put your fish taco down you're getting melancholy all over (laughs) Yeah. Marsha also invites Menken over, which was clearly a power move for herself, not because she actually, you know, they were actually friends. Mm-hmm. And then she makes a $63 million deal on the apartment. So funny. Connor's that such was- an idiot. He is so bad with money. It, does he not even think maybe let me see what the price of the apartment should be? <laughs> so 
That was such a great line. He was like, you know, when things settle, she's like, no need to be ashamed. We are family. I will be looking for between 60 and 70 millions. <laughs> Connor <laughs> goes, million. millions. Connor goes, so like 63 or, and she goes, done. <laughs> that was so funny. Willie and Connor were like also kind of the funny characters walking around the apartment, like the same way Marsha was. Greg was God awful. He was miserable except for one line that he had. The When he was heckling Carrie with Marsha, I oh. wanted to stab him. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. But anyway, let's go back. Marsha Marsha leads Kendall to go talk to the siblings. They call her Belle of the Ball. Death becomes her. All great lines. And so they're back together. They are clearly still, they're talking about their grief. They're still very like vulnerable, but like a little bit less so than yesterday, clearly. But they're talking about it. Roman has Roman pre-grieved. Has pre-grieved. <laughs> Jinx. And then they get we, we get, get more into the old guard. Tom, did you notice something I wrote down in my notes to talk to you that we could talk about? What is the deal between Shiv and Tom? Clearly, they have they have gone home together since the last episode. They spent the night together, we are to assume. They went home in that car from the plane together. And they keep giving each other fucking looks. When he walks in, they stare at each other and she sort of looks away. And he goes in the other room. Questions. Did they make a, devise a plan that he's going to be sort of like spy master on her side? He needs, he has been buttering up all of the siblings all episode. So he knows he needs to get with them. So I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. It doesn't work on Kendall. But either way, my questions were, is Tom like, did Tom and Shiv make some sort of, they, I think they had sex because they were like a little bit more closey in that on those stairs he like didn't have reservations about touching her even though she said don't do that because she hates pda i'm sure um so i just got the vibe that they hooked up for sure like i think it's i don't like count it out or in i definitely think it's weird that he wasn't there in the morning if they went home together unless he left well, they would early. go separately they would not show Why? up together because they're, they, um, they uh, okay, because see, that goes to my second question. Are they like devising some sort of plan or do they want to keep the optics that they're actually not a strong, not together so that, I, I mean, I doubt they're together. I'm sure I don't it's like think some sort of pseudo thing. I don't think that they're like on the same page is my sense. I think she's still pretty mad. I think he, I think she's in emotional turmoil generally. Yeah about him. I don't think she's super necessarily impressed by his antics. But at the same time, they obvious there's some I see more and more actually even as they're arguing and separating why they're together. I used to not really understand why there was any closeness between them. It just seemed like they were sort of both using each other, but now it seems to me that they're more weirdly intimate than ever. I don't know if it's it's definitely not like the good type of intimacy, but it definitely feels more intimate than it ever has because I compare it to when Tom proposed in the hospital. It was super not intimate. And then when he tries to impregnate her during like the shareholders meeting and it, like, he's just so weird and she's so repulsed at those moments. And in, in this one, she pushed him off, but she felt like she didn't really want to push him off. And 
I think that they are going to end up not separated. For sure. I don't say together, but I say not separated <laughs> because they're drawn. There's something between them. Like when she was doing the decoding of the obituaries, I thought that was very similarly funny to how he was doing the decoding of that yeah. right wing guy's speech. And they obviously have a certain similarity and bond. But I also thought it was really weird that he was like, remember when I first knew you? Like when he's on the... I think he was, that's stairs. how he was like working her a little bit. Right, he was exactly. reminding her servants, of their love. No, but, but the humble servant thing didn't work with, with anyone else. And then he, that's how he does humble servant to her. So he's just full of shit. And I, but here's the thing, like, it's not like Shiv necessarily deserves someone who's not full of shit. Is she looking for someone? Does she want someone genuine right. and. But uh, what I'm saying is I was trying to, like, figure out what actually went down between them. Like, what is the thing that – what happened? And, like, because they were giving each other looks. At least I think those looks were we had sex and – but we're also divorcing. And what does that mean? The second level is she told him that she's – they're pregnant. And third level is they sort of said, like, maybe we put the divorce on pause. Like, let's – things have changed now. and. We maybe you you let me know. I know you need me, so you let me know what they say because we need to get the siblings in, and those those old old geezers need to get out. Like those are the three levels of possibilities of things that happen. Maybe you're right, but I kind of could also just see them not. Things like, are always happening behind the scenes, yeah, but, the man. But <laughs> I I know, but I could. I don't I don't know. They don't seem to me to be like bonded enough. Like she hasn't she didn't seem like she was looking at him in a way that's like where She looked together. mad. No, she yeah, looked she mad every pissed. time she saw him. But maybe and she, she was over seem... over like I maybe. don't know which which level I I think, but I'm just saying those are the options on the table. But she also didn't seem like um particularly hyped on the pregnancy or she seems like kind of she upset about be. the pregnancy. Right. So I think the pregnancy is causing her more annoyance and ambivalence. I, I think Shiv pregnant is a whole nother ball game. She has like something else now. She has like – she's going to be motivated differently and she's going to act differently than the way – any way she wouldn't – she wouldn't have acted before. It's like the reason why – like she wouldn't be pregnant for no reason, you know, for like plot and character development. And so like it's got to be something that drives her to do certain things that she maybe would not have done before. And so like I think we're going to see that Shiv play out in the next episodes. We saw some weird little one-on-one -on -one between her and Madsen. She was just shivved out of this episode, which we'll get to. But um, I think I think it's not – Shiv and Tom together – as a, as like a duo of gonna fuck things up, is gonna is gonna happen. I agree um, with that. Yeah, that, that they together are going to be. They're on the same thing. They want to just slither and fuck shit up for but, themselves, but between themselves too. Between themselves and for the, each other. Yes. Maybe there'll be a happy family at the end. There's not going to be a happy family. But there <laughs> might be a family. A family. A complacent family. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm Betches co-founder Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Before we actually get to the letter, because that's like the big bombshell, the bombshell of the house, the bombshell of this episode and everything that went around it, we have to talk about our favorite quotes of this episode, because this Again, had so many good ones. Nice memes, good memeage, and and uh, so on. I know you liked my favorite quote. I think I liked the one you're going to choose. I think I assume because we texted about it, sort of. Yeah. But, okay, my quote is, or my favorite like dialogue piece of dialogue is when they were like translating the obituary lines. Oh, that this was my favorite too. But then obviously you had said gold. it, so I was like, I also really loved this other one. My yeah, my yeah. favorite quotes following following the obituary thing was everything Carl said. <laughs> yeah. He was everything so fucking Carl- funny the whole time. He was so funny. Okay, I'm gonna do the quote. Let's do the quote. You okay, so, you do sh- your shift, obviously. So even before they read the obituaries, they should like ask, like show a picture of him hysterically laughing, which was really funny. And Kendall's like, or have any of you seen him laugh like that? And Roman's like, only if a hobo was on fire. And it was just like <laughs> <laughs> so true. But it's just funny how they're like able to make fun of Logan now, even just like a day after he died. And 
it's all very funny. Like it, what's what bonds them. Because you know he would do it too. So it's like yeah. almost not offensive to speak They're ill They're actually of him. roasting him finally. <laughs> yeah. He's watching on in pride. He's but pissed about him. the carry thing. Yeah, there, uh, this scene is funny because they're actually roasting him for real. And it's very rare we get to see it. So Shiv goes, a complicated man. Through phones at staff. A sharp reader of the national mood. Uh, a bit racist. He was very much a man of his era. Again, racist. Also relaxed about sexual assault. <laughs> Business genius. Never paid a penny in U.S. taxes. And then he goes, well-connected. And then he goes, now that... And then Roman goes, now that's not fair. I feel like well-connected is generally accepted to be a euphemism for a pedophile. And none ever suggested that he he would. And then Kendall goes, fuck a child. And then Kendall goes, yeah, he wouldn't even hug his grandkids. <laughs> Which was then, echoed again later. Again, when, yes. when Shiv says to Tom... With Shiv, yeah. Like, or Sh- Shiv says, like, he could have been around 20 more years if not, you know, and with his grandkids like, on put his, his grandkids to bed. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, not that he's ever done that ever. Yeah. So that was interesting because it sort of gives you license to make fun of him. It's like this guy was an asshole mm-hmm. and he would kind of be okay with you acting like an asshole at his memorial it's thing. It's kind of all they do. They don't talk about how great of a guy he was, except for that guy who didn't know him. Like right. there's no one that says nice things about him during this episode. It was funny also when, so we had said that, you know, I'd said Shiv and Tom are similar during the, um, that guy's speech, Tom is sort of ad-libbing and he, and it was very gossipy. He was mm-hmm. like, Logan, they say he died, like fishing his phone out of the clogged toilet because Carl had blocked it because the man only eats Wonder Bread and steak frites for the, he hasn't had a shit in 20, <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> and then he, and then he, like, he says he another thing. wearing his compression <laughs> socks because he wanted to look hot for Carrie. <laughs> That was so funny. Everything that was said between the executives, mostly everything Carl said was so fucking funny. There were two that were my favorites. I'm going to read my second favorite first. It was, if Jerry's going to block me, I want out. I want my package. I am halfway in on a Greek island with my (laughs) brother-in-law. And then Jerry comes in and they're like, she's like, hello, guys. Yeah, that was really funny. So that was probably my... Nate, let's call that my third favorite if the obituary is okay. my first. And then they, they're talking about the letter and they're saying that he had some tax ideas in it. And Roman goes, he's got like a shit ton of investment impressionisms, right? Like he's got three Gauguin's no one's seen for tax reasons. Carl goes, I think his suggestion was it might be smart tax-wise to leave them in the Geneva vault. <laughs> Shiv goes, why not just burn them for the insurance money, no? And Carl goes, that would be the dream, financially speaking. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was so, so fucking funny. Like it was it like was rich just... people talk, like in these terms that are just like they it would go over your head in like a second and not realize how funny it is. But it's funny coming from Carl because he's like the CFO and like right. <laughs> like he's saying that would be the dream, financially speaking. But they're talking <laughs> about like really, really, really like historic paintings. So it's just. It's just so good. So that's also like an actually an interesting meta commentary on the like global finances, to be honest. I'm a weird I'm – I'm a huge loser and I really enjoy researching this. But there's apparently like billions of dollars worth of art, potentially trillions, just sitting in vaults in mostly Geneva because that's how you avoid getting taxed on sale and on sales and basically people borrow against their art collections. So you – but – 
it only kind of works if you have it in storage and there's the, there's like all these things where it's like if you sell a piece but you but you then use that those funds to buy it within 180 days and it stays in the vault there are tax benefits and you can just keep buying new things but never paying the taxes on what you buy and sell so really that was like oh that was like one little peek into a whole world that's going on but just that I, that's honestly a whole fascinating topic on its own. I did an it's extra really extra episode about it, about how wealthy people hide their money. And it is so fucking fascinating. So that was just one of my favorite lines for that reason. Never paid um, a dollar in US tax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything they were saying about the letter, like when Carl was like, could it, might it just go away? I mean, <laughs> it might get lost. I hope it doesn't. But what if your hand goes a little wobbly in a... Draft takes it away and it gets flushed <laughs> down a toilet by mistake. I'm kidding, of course. They were so serious. So I say, and then Jerry comes in and then they were like, we were joking that it could fall in the toilet. And Jerry goes, yes, well, that is a very funny joke. <laughs> she was trying way- to say, yes, it could. She was saying, they're just. She was saying, yes, it was could. Because like, she was. She- say- they're just the way that they say things without saying them always comes off. Like, and the things that they say instead of saying the real thing is always so funny. It's not germane. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not, not germane. Okay. I'm actually so, – germane is actually one of my favorite – this is a weird thing too. Germane is a great word and it is so useful and I want to say it all the time, but I feel that I will sound like a huge asshole when I use it. <laughs> there are many words I don't use because I think they'll make me it's sound just like It means like relevant or important, right? But it's like, or like applicable. Yes, but it it sounds like you sound like such an asshole. You know, right? It's like saying finance. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Let's go on to our we rate you we know that we haven't gotten to the letter or like what happens at the choice of the ceo but i think that we're going to get to that because the main our our choices are reflected in the plot it makes so, sense dramaturgically for this it makes dramaturg- do you know did you know how that caught on like everywhere everybody's been it's a huge meme which is so fucking specific in like culture because like it's not even part of the show. It's like the after show. All right. Number one boy. You're my number one boy. We agree, right? It's Kendall Jenner. Kendall. Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Kendall Logan Roy. Middle name Logan. Did we know that? I, I don't know if we knew that. I don't think I knew that. Namesake. Didn't know. Very important. His number one boy, obviously. All right. Here are, the reason, here are my reasons why he's, he's the number one boy. First off. 
He was in the letter. So the let well, when we keep saying the letter, the letter, the letter. Obviously, everybody who watched it knows what the letter was. I don't know why you'd listen to this if you haven't watched it, but go fucking um, watch the show and find out what the letter is. <laughs> we don't need to explain that. Carolina gets called out of that little pantry meeting where they were assessing the China, and mm. then she calls. Frank. And then Frank is the one who then disperses this knowledge. Someone found it in his private safe and told Carolina. This letter is like, has basically in writing, not not in writing, in like typed that Kendall would be take would be take over as CEO. So there's our answer. But it is unclear when. And he also marked it up and the markups were not dated either. And there were a lot of things in pencil. <laughs> They dated it to about four years ago. They dated it to four years ago, right. Based on where it was found in the safe. And right. also, it, so it had since been pencil marked. Yes. And one thing that was underlined or crossed out was Kendall Logan Roy's name as the successor. And it was like this like underline first and then it goes into the cross out. And what did you think it was? I think it's an underline because you, you think it's an underline. Yeah, because you started under. He started under. If you're yeah, gonna but cross, you could cross something like that, like on the diagonal. Mm, I thought it was no. too close. I thought it was too close to his name to be an underline because when you underline something, you don't literally underline like the. I like, do. Um, literally, Sometimes like touching I'll the letters. Accidentally cross something out while you I'm might, underlining. You might, but why would you underline it? Why well, need to underline it if it's there? Right. The question of why would you underline it was crossed but, out. You think Why it was would you underline? Of course, it, it was definitely. Listen, every morning thing, I I'm underline on my Instagram story the <laughs> words, and it is you're not trying to cross it at all. Like, and thing, why would he mark it if again? Be, why would he underline it? it doesn't make if sense. he was crossing it out though. You would make sure if it looked kind of uncrossed out, I would double cross to make sure it's very clear what I'm doing. But you he might. was just sort of underlining, and maybe he didn't think twice that. Like maybe he doubled down after like having tried out Shiv and neither. Well, he wouldn't I don't, need to do that because. The funny thing is, was when Roman was like, you've tried to send him to jail like 12 times since. Right. <laughs> I think it was an underline. Logan was my number two boy. Yeah. I, I can't see that it was a, an underline because if something is written in ink, you're not going to underline Double it. down. In pencil later, you might it's circle there. it, <laughs> right? You might circle it. You would circle it. I think he crossed it out, and I think he probably didn't even give a second thought to. You know what? We need a handwriting analyst. Yeah, I think so. And Greg? Question mark. Greg. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that Greg. It, it's like there's. It does suggest that there had been something in the past year because Greg started working at the park about a year ago. Mm -hmm. He wasn't really like involved before then. So why would Greg be question marked on this page at all? I agree. So my thought is that, and in the past year, he was pissed at Kendall pretty much the whole time. And so to me, that means it was a cross out on Kendall and Greg was just question marked. <laughs> Was so perfect. He goes, you're an to, to Greg, you're an addendum of miscellaneous matters in pencil with a question mark. And then Greg goes, nevertheless. <laughs> the way he delivered that line, I think, was one of the best lines. It was very in funny. his whole the whole time. It, it was like it just defined his whole existence. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why I I still I, this is even if he is crossed out, Kendall, I this I give it to Kendall because he was there at some point. His dad put him down as the successor. Like that's Four who he believed. Ago. Doesn't matter. 
This whole time we thought we thought that he never wanted to name any of his children a successor. Tried to put him in, in jail twelve times. <laughs> no, he yeah, but his dad also tried to put him in jail. Like it was just it. Yeah, it doesn't so matter. Why would he wanted to be the successor because I I think that he did believe there's something in Kendall that he believed could take over, and I think that's what matters to Kendall at least, even though he was in the bathroom zooming in on the cross. <laughs> Yeah, but, I agree with you. It it, yeah. it revived him. It it showed that he has potential. There's something about the firstborn. Obviously, there's like a namesake piece. I believe mm-hmm. that Logan Logan's ideal situation was for Kendall to be good enough to take over. And if even in like the early episodes or the first episode, he had had the most experience in the exactly. in the company. Roman had had really fucked up in the company with like that movie and the rocket launch, and yeah. now Roman has become. I think pretty instinctual and Roman's had the most character development of of everybody. He went from first episode with burning the dollar bill in front of the the check in front of the kids. And now he's like pretty empathetic or so we think don't want to think. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I, I, I think he's still, like you said, he has the most experience and in this episode, even more evidence to why we rate him as number one boy is that like everybody seems to be like Hugo, his immediate reaction is to go to Kendall as like the number one, like I have a problem. What do you think we should do? Why didn't he go to Jerry? That was so weird. Because he's, he's, he, he's putting his bet on Kendall. That's what I mean. Like he, why would you share it with Kendall? Everybody knows that Jerry was being, is on her way out. Like everybody knew he, Logan told Carolina, Carolina definitely told everybody else. Like there's no way that it wasn't. Everybody knew. Also, Kendall's talk with Frank about how he was like, when Frank said, he did love you. Oh, that was really heartwarming. And they played that music when you're supposed to take things seriously. Like, like he goes, he was an old bastard and he loved you. I thought that was like, that that gave Kendall a little bit more, because there's there's no like second, there's no like thing to to tell him otherwise. Like, there's no next scene with Logan where Logan tells him to fuck off to make him feel like what... Um, Frank was saying was not true. You're right. And the fact that he was ever, he ever thought it could be possible. Yeah. I don't believe that they suggested that that there was never a successor, that Logan never had a successor. I think that he always thought it would be Kendall. That was sort of the assumption. And then in the past, Kendall really fucked it up. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. That scene with um with Frank was really heartwarming. And you were also heartened with by Stu- that. I was heartened <laughs> by that. And with Stewie. Right. Where He's like, just do a solid for a friend whose dad just died. Mm-hmm. And then during the next conversation about the paper, the chat with old pals, having a good time, as Broman mm-hmm. said, Stewie was like, um, well, Kendall's on the paper. Mm-hmm. He told Kendall many times. I think also just like the the way in which he goes about this episode, Kendall, he like in the post episode, they say like he keeps his options open. He acts very, he acts like Kendall. And then I mean, he acts like Logan and then we can say what happened in the end. But even before that, like, like he, he speaks up and yells at his siblings to take him seriously and stop ignoring him so that they can actually do the thing that they all each, each of them all have the same goal for. They want one of them. And, and then number two, Roman actually says it to Shiv. Like, isn't, isn't it better if it's one of us and not the other? And Shiv shuts up. Like Shiv is just, Shiv is clearly very, very 
confused. Emotional in this episode. And she, I think she's really, really sad that her dad died. I think she and Connor, I actually think she, Connor, and Roman are weirdly the saddest, which again sort of supports the fact that Kendall would be closest to his successor mm-hmm. because he he doesn't even care about, well, you know, we'll talk about the thing that happens at the end, but he doesn't even seem to care about uh, Logan's legacy in any way. Like even Connor's like, he was a paleo-libertarian, you know, like he, an anarcho-capitalist. Yeah. They all care. You can mm-hmm. tell that they all care, even though yeah. Roman's version of caring is denial. He still would not – he would told Hugo and Carolina to fuck off at the end. Mm-hmm. Kendall was the one who, like you said, like – Operation Kill Dad or Bad Dad. Shit on yeah, Dad. Sh- yeah. So he makes them. So he makes Stewie back him, right? And he also realizes that he, he it's a th- trio, and he needs with his brothers, a brother and sister. He needs one of them so that he gets what he wants, right, to be on his side. And he recognizes that immediately in like just letting Roman in. He's like, "Yeah, man, I see that," and he takes him seriously. And that immediately gets what he wants because Shiv doesn't have any standing and actually says the thing that no one wants to say, which is Shiv really has no experience. I did the strategic review. That was, <laughs> that, so w- that was daddy make work. <laughs> Ray even said the strategic review was bad. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right. The strategic review, right. Then we were laughing about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I know. That was daddy make work. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be across everything. everything. Why? Why? <laughs> we can talk about her after. And so then the last thing that Kendall does, which is the most Logan, which makes him the most number one boy, is that he then, you, he blackmails Hugo. The thing that he blackmails him for, which is insider trading, is fucked up, but then also <laughs> goes and decides to go behind his brother's back, Roman's back, who said, no, he didn't want to do this PR strategy of basically making his dad look bad in his, in his death. And so that Kendall and Roman look good and confident to the world, the, the shareholders, and the board. And so he does that and basically gets um, Hugo to do it behind Carolina's back. And it's and then that fucking smile at the end. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was like so Sandy good because he's never smiled like that. Yeah, exactly like Sandy. Stop he's smiling. Never, Stop smiling. <laughs> he winked at um, me. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Kendall is technically number one boy. I kind of want Roman to be my number one boy because he is my number one boy in my heart. But I agree with you. Kendall, Kendall's number one again. He's he's really being the killer. He is the killer that dad says he needs to be to be. And he and, and he took that in a different way. Yeah. Before when he like tried to throw his dad, kill dad again for the hundredth time. Well, dad's dead now. So well, dad's dead. And who Shiv actually says, admits that we killed dad. Like we sent him on that plane. He wouldn't have to have. And I thought that was interesting that they said that out loud. That she she's, she's going through it. See, they all miss him except they all miss him except for, for Kendall who didn't mm-hmm. forgive him. And mm-hmm. I will just say, I know Kendall's like on the ups at the, in this episode, but he did say something to Stewie. Both Stewie and Frank, when he cultivated them, said, like, are you sure you're up for mm-hmm. this? Like, you're sure you want to do this? And Kendall goes, like, I'm too I'm I'm twin track, dead and alive. Bad, bad foreshadowing. Didn't love that. Mm-hmm. Long live the king and the other king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to see that Kendall sort of 
doesn't win. But I think there's a lot more episodes for like the siblings to step up and step in and do different things and pull different um, fucked up moves. Out of the will. Fuck off. Well, who did you put down? Tom. Same, Tom. Tom. Yeah. I think clearly we he was just being a little snake. He's his Logan's not he alive. Therefore, he needs he's trying to find someone to anchor into. And he has his baby, which he wanted the whole time. Through Carl's entire speech of of why Tommy's an interloper, all that shit was hilarious. That was amazing. But the bore on the floor. <laughs> Bullshit. Bore on the floor. It was kind of a tie, but I think Shiv won. Tie between Shiv and Carrie. Mm-hmm. I put it, I think it's Shiv because she makes herself the bore and Carrie mm. was, was humiliated by a, yeah. a really ruthless, ruthless, sneaky woman. So I put, <sighs> I, I say, I say it's Shiv because Shiv. she, you mm-hmm. know, she had the funny obituary thing, but you know, I think she's, she's acting ridiculous. Why do three, three CEOs is a fucking weird orgy. It actually <laughs> made <laughs> sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It actually made sense for Roman and Kendall to be together. It showed a united front. They were both more serious. She has no claim to it. Zero. None. So, and she's like, and she what knew about it. me? What about me? She like, knew it. Shut up. She knew it. And when Kendall goes, well, it sure as fucking shit doesn't say Shiv Ooh. on that paper. Shivers. <laughs> she yeah. said it made her sit down. I think she just went from being like, top to real far bottom at the end of this episode but because the whole thing like of the baby was really interesting in the writing because we all now know it and she has this kind of like secret that's kind of keeping her up in my in my mind it's like i have this and i know maybe it's for the best that i don't do xyz maybe that's what i'm thinking maybe but the, but also the way in which she like said the stuff in like the call with Matson, and she's like, "Is he still buying the company?" Oh my and, god! And like that was so bad. Like everything she says in like business talk so is bad. just bad. It's bad, and it like just it, it, oh my it go. God. It I like proves the point up. that she doesn't have any experience. We're a pl- pretty fluid group. <laughs> we have well, our dad just died, and we have the yeah. election coming up. Yeah, and then and then she has that like really embarrassing fall, and everybody knows that even though like falling isn't at all, everybody does it. When it happens to you, it feels so humiliating because like you become the center of attention, and it's like the sign of weakness, especially for people who care about that kind of shit. Yeah. And it's she falls in the middle of everything, and it's it's uncomfortable. And I think that was just like the point. And then she yells at Sandy and stuff smiling. That was so it's funny. It's not a comedy. Out. It's not a comedy. It, that part was really funny when she's ye- yelled, stop smiling. And then they pan slowly to the back of Sandy's head. And you're realizing that she's yelling at him. And that was like, I laughed out loud. That was really um, funny. But I think it's Shiv is definitely the bore on the floor, Literally. which she's going to try to get herself out of. But are we supposed to, right. Will she team up with Tom for that? Are we supposed to worry about her pregnancy? Cause she fell. Or is Mm-mm. it just supposed to be humiliating? Okay. Anyway, I don't think we're supposed to worry. Like pregnancy expert. It's one step. Okay, but who you know, I don't fucking know. What else? You could it maybe like if that was I don't my, think so. That was why I that that was my first thought. The baby. It it yeah, but exactly. That's what I mean. It's like now at the top of everybody's mind. And yeah. I don't think that I don't think it like affected. I think it was just like embarrassing. She just had a little tumble. Okay. So should we just quickly do the forecast? Do you have any yeah. predictions? 
I kind of said them throughout this episode. I think like, as we know, next episode, we're going to Sweden. Let's bleed the Swede. Operation bleed the Swede. I just love him because he's just such a perfect character. Like for, he's like well, so well cast, so good, and he's gonna try to play all three of them. And Oscar, hey Oscar, I, I think that there's gonna be something weird with Shiv. I think she's gonna try to screw the deal, and I think she, like the way that she was making like those backhanded deals during like um, remember when she did it with like Sandy number two. Mm-hmm. To get yes. that extra board seat for herself, like all of that stuff. I think she's going to try to do something backhanded again. It's interesting. And that's the only reason she's here now. She's, but she got she's, that seat. but what I was saying about the motivation before, now that she's pregnant, is that I think that she has now something else driving her to like, to be even more ruthless. It's also to, like a, a tool for Tom that she can choose mm-hmm. to reveal at any time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, who knows what we don't know already about. He's still not mm-hmm. even in the ground. His body's still at Frankie Campbell's, I know. which I'm assuming is some sort of like memorial place. What um is you, what are your yeah. forecasts? Okay. I think that Colin is going to become more relevant. I think there's a reason that he was like referenced in this. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think, I think there was a reason that he, his watch, like they mentioned his watch, his a kid. watch for him being in the safe. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that he is a kid that, you know, he's like a dog without his owner. <laughs> Colin does jeans. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. know what to do with himself. Look at his arms. He's like a dog without its person. Yeah. Oh, person. yeah. I think he's going to come and be more relevant. I think something – I think – I mean, this was sort of teased in the trailer, but Jerry is not going to go down easy. Oh, no. I yeah. think she is going to – they sort of tease that she's going to do something, you know, maybe legally regarding Roman. So potentially that would marginalize him, leaving a vacuum for Shiv and Tom and a Kendall mm-hmm. moment. Who knows though? I yeah. don't know. I think I think there's a lot that could happen. I think Carrie is also a wild card. So we will and, see. And now that there's this like secret Kendall has created that he's done something behind Roman's back, that's gonna create a really big break and potentially have position Roman with Shiv against Kendall. But if and the he election's gets, coming, Connor could be a election. spoiler candidate. Oh my God. And the election. So they need they need to get this deal done and the election is coming. And all those things are obviously gonna are important because they're part of the plot. So they can like mess with whatever happens. At yep. this point, I don't really care what actually so happens, but I'm just excited to see the way in which they show us what happens. I think I that I'm really just pumped for it. Not really like even that invested in like the plot. But anyway, that is it for this week's recap. Guys, thank you so much for joining us and listening week after week. And please, if you love the show, please rate it, review we it, rate, give, us, rate us. give us five stars and follow the show on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. And don't forget, we have a new episode every single Monday until succession, the finale happens, but we still are going to be here for our Thursday episodes of At Betches. So just come back on Thursday if you want to hear me and Sammy. And you can also hear us on Back for Seconds on DST if you want to be a subscriber. But until then, you can follow me at Aileen. Follow me at Sammy. And until next time, we here for you. ATM, we here for you. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.